Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. There you are out there in the world. It's so nice to have you with us on USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our ever-growing network, where we are just about to celebrate one year on the air as of January 10th. 2023. So thanks for being part of our journey. Our journey is to provide education, hope, and inspiration, and occasionally some entertainment and laughs. Our show today is presenting Pet Psychic Amina, and our topic is adoption not working. When is it time to think of rehoming? Let us welcome the one and only, the queen of coexistence and sustainability. Here she is. It's Pet Psychic Amina. Oh, wonderful. I, oh, do I get a crown? Are we going to get a digital crown? You can pass over in the computer. There you go, Betty. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yay, me. Well, Yay. thank you for such an amazing intro. That was well, you're, make my you're so day. much more than just a title. You are you are a very deep and passionate person, and you have your commitments and your convictions to coexistence and sustainability, which I applaud. And as you know, I've, I've now got 11 spiders in my bathroom. Thank you that I'm living with comfortably as a result of getting to know you. So, But I bet you have no mosquito bites. No mosquito bites whatsoever. And you know what's interesting? We've discussed this before. It is amazing how, and I didn't notice this before, but you can walk into a room and feel something else is there. There's Thank something you. else there. And you can still respect that. And just a quick yeah. example, in the middle of the night, get up to go to the bathroom. I know the spiders are in there and I'm not going to turn on the light. There's a little nightlight, but they know I'm coming in and they're where yeah. they are and I'm where I am and everybody's fine. There's no problem. Right. right. And, and that is, you hit the nail on the head so, so precisely because it's everything. It's the, it's the person you work with that you're not too crazy about. It's the, you know, you know where they are in the room all the time. <laughs> and, um, and we manifest different things. Oh, it's going to go badly or it's going to go well, or it's going to go all those types of things. Cause you are already like this. So take a deep breath with the spiders, with the bad employee that you don't like in your mind, maybe they're bad or whatever the challenge is. I had a car accident, what it is now six, seven months ago. And we were on a main freeway during rush hour. And I knew we were going to get hit because of the way the person driving behind us was going. And I could have tensed up, but I know that's wrong. So again, this can apply anywhere. So for me, it was the strength of saying, okay, breathe. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Nobody's dying in this accident because it's not that kind of collision. So it's really hard to get out of our own way. It really is. 
It, it sure is. And also, I have to say that in addition to getting out of our own way, many times we have judgments about what somebody else is doing and oh that gosh. they're the reason they're the cause. It's <laughs> their fault. I had nothing to do with it. I just was here. Right. Yeah, we're all innocent yeah. um, and not tell proven guilty. We're just all innocent that the bottom half just got lost. That's just for <laughs> yes. police work or something, because some people are very trapped. And I really, really want to strongly use the word trapped. They're trapped in their dogma. They're trapped in their belief system. They're trapped in their lack of knowledge most of the time. Because look your trajectory. I'm going to just talk about what you just mentioned in the opening. You didn't like spiders. You didn't know anything about them. You didn't understand this. You maybe got bit by a dog or two. And we flush those out indirectly or directly with people just like you. And, and so I encourage everybody to go back through the, the wonderful year we've had of trying to answer the questions that I get all the time working with clients, but also being a pet owner and being a child with pets where the family had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> so learning together, watching our female mate have baby after babies after babies. And my mom keeps saying, oh, I really should take her to the vet. I really should take her to the vet. This is just terrible. And, and we waited too long and she died on the table already pregnant with her, what, 20th litter because we didn't know better. We didn't have that generation that said spay and neuter saves lives. Knowledge saves lives. And we need spiders. I'm still waiting for somebody out there to tell me what mosquitoes are for. I, st I still don't understand that one. <laughs> I don't know if there's a book on that, but there probably is. Well, yeah, I could Google it, right? Yeah, for do sure. With everything. <laughs> Google you it. know, thank you, Amina, for sharing that story because I haven't heard that before about that Good experience. That really, that really makes a lot of sense on how you feel today based on what you've experienced personally. Yeah, I, um, I, I'm, again, I'm the youngest of five, so I would have been quite young watching, uh, and it was so exciting, kitten season every year. And as a child, you're thinking, oh, baby kitties, and then we just, you know, we get them all homes, and it's all wonderful, and, you know, cherries and sunshine. But then I became a teenager, and I was already working with wildlife at that point, and doing lots of lots of work in that area. Um, so I was, my, my eyes were on going to the open. I was already, had already fallen in love with my passion. I'd already been in Sunset Magazine with a, a great horned owl. I had already started this transition. In that process, you look, and I looked at the cat and I saw how miserable she was because she was, you know, full term. And I thought, who wants to have that many babies? And little by little, I was, oh, my eyes were open. Sometimes we get a crash course, meaning an animal dies on us. And we go, oh, my God. And the guilt, make it a weapon of learning. Let me repeat this. If you have guilt for something that has happened to you, your family, your pets, make it a teaching moment. Make it count. Because I know for me, when something terrible happens, I want to find out why, but not in maybe what you think. I want to do something about it. 
So some of you might know that I lost the use of my hands over a two years ago and was due to a repetitious landscaping technique and I lost all the cartilage. I literally wore it down. So I'm limited on what I can do with my hands. But guess what I did? Dr. Jacqueline found me during this really tough time where I was only just finding out that my damage, the damage to my hands was permanent and there was no surgery. So somehow Dr. Jacqueline was moved to find me and I was moved to be found. And I found a way to keep teaching, keep sharing. There is something for all of us out there that we can keep doing, even though you might lose your hands. You might lose your ability to walk. You might lose your ability to speak for a time or, or not at all. There are so many ways to do and come at an issue, a problem. So many ways. If you have a pet that you truly are outsmarted, outclassed, out something, do the best you can to find them a new home that will work for them. It doesn't always mean we don't make mistakes. We do. It's what you do with those mistakes, I think, that really give us our personality, our wherewithal, our work ethic is all going to be tested right there in those challenging times. I love the way that you put that. That was really profound. And I think also when someone makes a commitment to bring a pet into the family, hopefully they've done a lot of thought about it and they realize the pet will live a long life, hopefully, right. and be healthy. And that means that that pet's with you for all those years. Right. When they realize it's not working for whatever reason, you've mentioned this before, especially during the pandemic or hurricanes, any kind of natural disasters, right. people will just leave the pets. They'll just leave them. And now they're there fending for themselves. So when we think about avoiding situations like that, right? When we think about what can I do proactively so this is never going to happen? How do we overcome those feelings of guilt? You talked about a teaching moment, but also there's that, oh, I made that commitment. I promised this pet that, you know, I would love it. And just almost like a, you're leaving a spouse or family Absolutely. member, there's that, that guilt Absolutely. that, so how do you deal with that and still do the right thing by your pet? Well, the, the hard work, the hard work is to, to come to the conclusion, this is not healthy for either of you. You're either gone all day and you have a dog that desperately needs to be walked because he's gone to the bathroom all over your house and you guys have screamed it out. You put potty pad uh, down and all of that type of stuff and it's just not working. And I mean, you gave it that six months. You really did. For dogs, it's a different first go. For dogs, I would say it's time to see a professional trainer. There's so many great ones. If you don't get a great one or one that speaks your language, I mean, go find another. There's, there's hundreds of great coaches out there. And there's programs through Parks and Rec. There's programs through Meetup. They are just do amazing with groups of pet parents where you can go and talk to other pet parents that are going through what you are. So first and foremost, I'm not suggesting that it's find another home. Maybe this is your grow moment. Maybe this is your grow moment. Because I know 
I have adopted some animals that I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? And the grow moment was painful, but we did it. We did it. We did the work together. So some of you might know from uh, quite a few shows back, my family and I already have two wonderful cats. One um, I took when my daughter um, got stuck in Spain for pandemic and happens to be still there. So I adopted her kitty and took her on and she's older. And I have known her since she was a baby when she was adopted. But my da daughter didn't live in the same state, so I didn't see a lot of her. So Rin came to us that way. We already had Jackson. And then a friend, whatever, 10 months later, two years later, after you know Jackson and Rin were with us, a girlfriend came up to my daughter and said, oh, I'm just having so much trouble with this cat. And she's driving me crazy. And she's, she's little and I can't handle it. And she's scratching all the fur, just everything a cat could do wrong. <laughs> this was really happening. And, and they really loved her as far as she was cute and cuddly, but they couldn't handle her. Now, having her for the last year, I know exactly why, <laughs> why they couldn't handle her. She is, she was, she's wicked smart. She gets bored really easy which means she does things she's not supposed to, being on counters, getting on the table, knocking things down. So we took her on as the short story. It was, it was a big decision to take a third cat. We both work full time and we, we both travel and sometimes at the same time together and we're taking on another cat, trying to ask somebody to babysit three, or God forbid, we have to take them out to a, a, a care a place that boards them, which would be really hard on Rin. She does not do change well at all. So do you see the depth of the, the decisions that I alone had to make and my daughter had to make? Now, we're two years out. I don't want to put any rosy, fancy colors. It was a rough year, the first year, getting her not to jump on Rin. Rin does not roughhouse. Rin does not play like the others, except today she does. She doesn't roughhouse, but she needed time. And Emma gave her time. Emma went and, and tackled and jumped on our older cat, the black one, which is um, my daughter's oldest cat. And he loves it. He sleeps all day and he loves to hang out with my daughter, but having a little one in the house was wonderful. We couldn't have planned it. But Emma, I had to get a stroller. I never thought I'd get a stroller for the cat, but I got a cat stroller. She is so high energy that even playing with the cats running up and down the stairs is not enough for her. She starts getting what we call the zoomies. Everybody knows who has pets, where the zoomies are. <laughs> Little kids get in there, zoom, 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 literally jumping off the walls. And of course she gets into trouble when she starts getting all the zoomies. What I have found is, and what I invested in was a cat stroller, but I also have a pretty heavy duty crossed vest. It, look, it looks like a, a, a ski jacket without sleeves. And so I can buckle a, a leash to it if I wanted to, but I, I, I'm not interested in having her at this moment, walking on a leash. She still finds going outside a little frightening, but you know what? 
we sit and look at the trees. We go by the park. The other day we went and watched little kids for the first time playing in the park because they can be a little loud and a little, little much for her. But guess what? After that half hour, maybe an hour if I'm interested in a long walk, I, I tell you, she sleeps and plays and talks to everybody for the next three or four days as peaceful, as calmly as we get. It helps her get out the zoomies, get out the, the over energy. You could have a pet that a single little light, if you know about the little pen lights, people use them to give presentations. But all of us, especially cat owners, know about the little laser lights. And you can put it on the wall and they can jump around. There are ways inside, even if, let's say, you were handicapped and you didn't walk or your hands were damaged like mine are, these little buttons are sometimes are easy enough for us to hold. And it's hilarious watching the cats run up and down chasing the little red light. Think outside the box, listen to a bunch of trainers and ideas. Honestly, go to a pet store and just walk the aisles and see if anything resonates with you. And it doesn't mean you have to buy it. You could create, we have, we keep a Amazon in business is, is the point. We have lots of boxes and we rotate them all the time because we get lots more. And guess what? Each box has a different scent. It's been somewhere different. The drivers, the delivery has been different. The packing has been different from who touched it. Our cats spend weeks in and out of the boxes. We put the, the paper, the stuffing paper, it crinkles and makes noise. I'm giving you all the things that didn't cost you anything or near to anything because you can think of just a paper bag. It is safe for them to get in a grocery bag, paper bag, and have the time of their life. We put it on the middle of the kitchen floor because our kitchen's pretty big. And they just run in, run out, run in. And then another cat jumps in or jumps over their tail. This type of activity will help you with behavior issues and 99% of rehoming is behavior issues. You're not able to get them to sit when you ask if you're talking about a dog because good luck trying to get a cat. You can get it done, but you, you really got to have patience with the cats. Where a dog's a pack animal, they're very interested in being a part of it and being glued to you, you know, like the Velcro dog. That's not healthy. That's a funny thing, but it's not healthy. You want your animals to be independent enough, just like your children, your human ones, to get able to survive on their own. God forbid if they ever needed to. Could you imagine if we had one of those horrible earthquakes again or a building fell down that your animals were in and they got lost and they had no idea how to fend for themselves? Dogs and cats can do it instinctually. but. There's a lot, a lot of animals that are so coddled and so overloved and they're wearing sweaters and they're carried all the time and their food is handmade. This is not wrong, but you're not also preparing them for what happens when there's an earthquake, what happens if there's a flood, what happens when they're on their own and it wasn't anything they did. There was a fire and they ran away. You want to prepare your human children your spouse, your friends, we all have an exit plan. But if your animal also doesn't know how to at least get in under, under cover, 
And how do you do that? That's very complicated, but it's about teaching your pet to be good with you and without you. What if you need to get a dog sitter and, and they don't want anything to, to do with a stranger, especially, you know, not at the last minute. These skills and the way you do it, I'm talking about is have fun, make it fun. Have, a, have the trainer come in with liver on their hands if you need to, but having a, a little bit of a change up. And that's hard with people who are in their homes, handicapped, and they're always with their pets. I have a friend who's like this. She's always with her pets. One of her cats won't have anything to do with us. We can't help anything. I mean, he lets me now, because I've been around so much, clean the litter box. That's not saying much about what I can do or anybody else can do. And she has housekeepers, but this cat won't have anything to do with it. They know they're temporary and they come and go. This is just a couple of hints that I can give you. There Hi she there. is. Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. Yeah, I, I my computer was stuck. Reloading? It was frozen <laughs> in, in frozen land. Well, I'm so. so sorry. Well, I was thinking I was hogging the conversation. Yeah, I was like, was okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if she's around. But, <laughs> but no, you know, you uh, up hopefully you have some questions and you got some of that, those tips, because it applies to you too. You have pets. Yes, I was saying that. Um, I apologize to everyone for being frozen, but you brought up a number of really key points that I think actually come to who we are as human beings and how we value life and how we treat and respect other community culture we respectful of other people and of of other animals and other creatures do we realize that everything has a right to be here we don't know the answers we don't have to know the answers that's not the role that we play so when you're thinking about adoption you're thinking about rehoming, think about it from a heart-centric place. Think about this. The family member doesn't look like you, but it's mm -hmm. still your wonderful uh, mirage of cats that you have. And I know you've had dogs and you've got plants and you embrace oh, all don't of even it. The ferrets, all... the fish, the bird. <laughs> The horse, but you, you embrace all of them. So it's beautiful. Yeah. It makes it really hard to know when is that time? When is that time that your life or the health and well-being of you and your family isn't going to make it? I've been there and there is no one roadmap. No one can give you, if you do this, then this, and then this, it'll all be great. Well, that's not real because my experience won't be your experience, which won't be your personality or your life expect, you know, what you had for your path. Everybody has a different path. And what we hope is we can rehouse our animals when we're faced with that horrible decision. We hope we can rehouse those animals to good loving homes. And it, I will tell you, as somebody who has gone through it, it's heartbreaking. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to be one of the hardest things you do. The hardest things you do is to, to feel, I don't know if you'll do this, but I know for me, I felt like a failure. I felt like a failure with 
all the knowledge I was building, I was so committed to animals. Um, I ne never done anything, of course, professionally with others. I, I, I help friends all the time. <laughs> That's just who I am. But just as a person, I feel like, oh, gosh, if I can't do this, but then I had to get out of that, get out of my own way and say, wait a minute. I'm in a mental health crisis. I'm in a financial crisis. I'm in a whatever that's brought me to this place. I am no longer able or fit to love this animal the way it should be. And the great thing is if you can find somebody that will take them that you, that you love and respect, that will love them and respect them, wow, so beneficial. And I feel so, so thrilled that somebody thought of us when – Emma came to us because we're the perfect fit for her. I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be a lot of work and it, it's been a total joy. But when my shepherd needed to be rehomed, it was heartbreaking. I, I just, I, to this day, I'm still, I still have, I have my own wounds. So you work through it every day. You put out love, you put out balance you put out as much as you can. We're not perfect, but we can try. We can try. We can get the support we need. I want to really, really stress rehoming a pet is heartbreaking. It is. But I want you to find how do you get to the other side? I'm not talking about oh, you just forget it and you go on or no. For people who are truly attached and or in in love with nature and life and pets it's really devastating it i would say for me personally i don't ever put want to put any feelings on anybody else but maybe this will resonate with somebody it was worse than them dying for me because i was the one who failed that's how i felt i was the one who failed and it takes me every day of my life to say, I'm human, I'm not perfect, and I'm going to trip and fall sometimes and need others to pick me up. And I hope that our animals, the one cat that I'm thinking of, from what I understand from my daughter, who uh, her friends took him, they absolutely love him, absolutely love him. And it was a good choice, but was it an easy choice? No. So there's, there's where your work is going to be on rehoming. What I suggest is for my shepherd specifically, we ended up keeping him, by the way. One of the cats is the one that we rehoused. We, I went and got professional help. I went to a trainer. We got a job for him, and that was being a therapy dog. And it was so important to my, and ended up being so important to my life. As most of you have heard, I've been sick on and off all, all, a lot. Um, we went to health convalescent centers. And what I didn't know for like until 10 or 15 years later, so I'm, I would, my, my husband was working full time. <laughs> That's what they do. And so the girls would come to the, to the convalescent centers with me, my little ones. And they couldn't have been more than four or five and six and eight when I was doing these. So some of them would come, of course, during daylight hours. And my daughters have talked about how much they learned about going to a convalescent center and 
it was my attitude and the way I handled it, that they weren't afraid of being around people. And I had a best friend at that point was 90 and she was dying and she came to our house all the time. So my girls said they got used to it. So it's possible to take your small children with you, but they have to be trained too. They, with my girls, they held on to the shepherd. They hold, held on to his jacket and or his vest or his collar so that we all stayed together. Now we didn't have the knowledge and or the worry about diseases at that time. You couldn't do that with children, much less, I don't even know if very many therapy animals are being brought into centers. But I want you to think about it and think about what else could make this relationship better. Have you tried it all? There is a point where you might find your mental health, your physical health is not there enough to take care of this animal. They could be your saving grace. So you need to be kind to yourself. Take your time making a decision. I know it's sometimes easier just to pull the bandage off metaphor, but this is a life. This is a life. And if you have found a good home for them and they've visited and they've gotten to know them, that might be the right choice. Nobody can tell you. Nobody can tell you you're, you're the executive on the ground seeing all the moving parts. Are we back with you? I'm here. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> when when you look like you're typing and, and ignoring us, I'm like, nope, she's frozen. <laughs> I'm frozen. Yes. The energy gods are not with us. So no, uh, no they actually are. I'm back. So yeah, yeah I, I think that there's... Um, I always like to encourage people to take this opportunity, results that are coming from that, and then what could they do differently to have a different outcome? And I really appreciate the fact that you just shared about your shepherd and that how you took that so personally that it really caused you to have sort of this, I don't want to say break down because that's not break open yeah a break open where you, you went and spoke to somebody to communicate about how you were Ken still alive but not with you in your right. heart but not physically with you right right he needed you know the, and this was our second one um and he needed more than than what we could give the the girls were just a tad too young to take over I was just a tad too busy <laughs> with two little kids, 18 months apart and a part-time job. And he needed more. He needed more of us. And um, let me be crystal clear, because I like to be as honest as possible. We uh, looked at rehoming him. We uh, talked about rehoming him. And before that happened, he died. He ended up having a mass in his intestine and it burst and we took him to the hospital obviously because we tell he was in, in a lot of pain that day and um but he died due to a complication from his breeding it was a, a deformity we would never have seen interior and in, with his guts and it's like okay we learned a lot about who we were and we never adopted another dog that was that was what we got out of it but we gave Chip an end of life 
that I don't think he would have had with his breeder because his breeder was doing commercial breeding. And this is sometimes what happens with commercial breeding and anybody can accidentally have a, a puppy with a great deal of medical issues, but he structurally wasn't put together very well. And it was heartbreaking for my, for my daughters. It was really heartbreaking because of course they were attached, but you know what, how much we learned about, okay, this is dog number last. It, it was a really hard lesson to find out. Nope. We're the girls were mid in middle school. They were moving to high school. It's just going to get more busy. And we didn't have 15 years anymore to raise a dog because you really need to plan for their lifetime. You, you have to plan for their lifetime. Not, not for, oh, this is great. Why well, my kids are little, these will be great. Well, they're not going to be little forever. And one of my girls went back East for college and one of them stayed in the state. I couldn't, I couldn't have taken that and the three bunnies, the parrot, and uh, the once in a while ferret that we babysat. I literally, our living room was like a, a cage, you know, uh, petting store. If you wanted to be in it, we we had a we had a I I had a disease. I'm gonna go with that. I had little kids who I could teach all about animals, so I I seemed to adopt a lot of them. I I actually got a sun conure that I rescued. Don't don't. You'll never have any peace in your house ever again because they're very loud. They're incredibly loud. <laughs> I am the expert at this because I did it. <laughs> and you know, you speak from experience. Yes. Yes. It, 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 it really, I, that's why I try to people, give people an idea of I've had this experience. It might not be yours. Sun Conyers, if you don't know, are beautiful birds, small, parakeet small, and um, very colorful. Uh, you and your three neighbors, every direction will know you have a sun conure. They are incredibly loud. <laughs> They're incredibly loud. And I lived in a house and my neighbor always said, well, I can always tell when you guys get up in the morning because <laughs> the bird goes, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> neighbors loved you. No. <laughs> exactly. Not so much. But she got adopted by a woman who was hard of hearing. It was a perfect match. She found us. We didn't. We didn't find her. So just, wow. Yeah. I mean, our, how how amazing is it to to just put put it out there that I really wanted Maggie. Her name was Maggie to get the best home possible, and she was very handled. She was very loved. So she was easy. Sun Conyers can really any any bird can do damage to hands. Their their bites. <laughs> you wish you were bit by a dog <laughs> because their bite, bites are pretty, pretty, um, pretty deep. If they're really going mm. after you, if they're just correcting you, it's a, it's a lighter bite, but she was wonderful. And she was handled a lot of course, and taken a lot of places for education. I did a lot of educational things in the schools. She was very good about that, but she, when she wanted out of the cage or she wanted something, man, I swear the fire engine's got nothing on, on a pair on a sun conure. <laughs> really loud. They're really loud. <laughs> I've love to just zoom. I, I, by the way, that term zoomies that you use, I've heard that only one other time before. I didn't think that was a real term. Oh, it, Oh, Oh, it is. It's an adjective, a verb, a noun. And, 
everything else. <laughs> but if you've never seen an animal have the zoomies, it's hilarious. All you have to do, I bet, I bet, we'll have to try this. Go to YouTube and put in pet zoomies. And all they do is they just go nuts and swirling and turning and jumping and running <laughs> on high, on high. <laughs> and this is without drugs. I've actually seen it and it, I never saw anything like it, but I thought that this person just named it zoomies. I didn't know it was no, a real term. It's so. a real term with pet people. They know my parent. No, that's okay. He just got the zoomies. I swear they probably call little kids that now. I don't have any little kids for a long time, but it's like, because it is when they just, they're just out of control. And with pets, if you can move all the furniture, you don't want them to knock down. And if the couch can make yeah. it, just let it go. Take them for a walk, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, as I told you, I did experience the zoomies and I was hoping that the, um, the carpet was going to make it through because it's just yeah. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's, it's, it's like they're possessed or something. I don't even know what, what it was that stopped the dog from doing it, but it was quite well, the zoomies, something. The zoomies come with what you're asking. The zoomies come from lack of activity. It, it's really that simple. Ah. Well, yeah, and think about it. If you're bored By the way, and you I want to go for a walk, right? That'll help your zoomies or your, yeah. oh, I got to get it out of the chair. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. So I'm going to let that other person know that the dog needed more activity. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And some animals that are real high energy, like people really need, yeah. and I can't, I can't explain that heavy enough, N-E-E-D, capitalized, bolded. They need a job. They need something to do. They need to take you for a walk at least twice a day, you know? something if you get their mind involved it also gets their energy which is part of the zoomies it's it's boredom you sat too long they mm. work too long not every dog is like this you got plenty of grandpa grandma dogs that are two years old but if your animal has gets bored starts ripping things apart they shouldn't <laughs> starts pooping in the house because you didn't take them out soon enough whatever it is Please look to yourself first, not to, oh my God, you're a terrible animal. Why'd you do that? You know what? It's probably something we did or didn't do. I really, really want to stress that. Please look at yourself. I'm not saying blame. So you take responsibility for the animal and the life you've adopted. If your snake smells bad, you probably haven't cleaned his cage in a millennium or something. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing any cage cleaning for snakes. Just letting you know. <laughs> you mean you don't want me to send you one as a present? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll take a pass, but thank you. I, I appreciate them. They can stay wherever it is that they are. Exactly. And, and uh, I'm not, not sure. I think I'm frozen. Am I, am I frozen or... You're come and go. I get, we, we, if, if the audience see what, sees what I see, every third word, and we make a whole sentence of it. Ah, because I'm watching it actually on YouTube and you look, you're not frozen. No. I am. So I'm going to let you close out the show okay. and um, say whatever. I'm going to take myself off because I, I am frozen. Okay. Well, we love having Dr. Jacqueline and all the technical issues we've all faced them on youtube and vi videos and all kinds of fun things so i'm glad you're here to laugh with us 
I want to offer in this wonderful moment, if you are one of our fabulous visitors and listeners to not only uh, you, my channel, but the U.S. Global TV Anywhere, if you can tell me something about a show you've watched and give me that kind of little bit of proof, I'd be glad to give you uh, 10 to 15 minutes free for anybody in the U.S. Global family. And that means it can be a co-host. I love all our co-hosts and or somebody watching this show. But it's a limited time. I am talking about the next 15 days at most. So today is the 18th. So let's let's round it out. And by the end of the month, by 1st of uh, let's see, December, this offer will disappear. But for anybody here, if I can help you with anything your pets are going through or you're looking to adopt or you're needing to rehome, I'd be glad to help you make those transitions. If you have end-of-life questions, uh, people or pets, that's something that is part of my gift. I really want to thank everybody for coming and watching the shows. Technical difficulties or not, I hope we've answered some of your questions and will continue to do so every Friday. So please join me and Dr. Jacqueline every Friday. We are here to answer your questions and enlighten you and laugh along with your pets. Thank you again. This is Amina signing off for this week at Global USA TV. Thanks so much.